gentlemen boys and girls i am the gnarly gnome this is cincy brewcast and we are on location at rolling mill brewing company um i should have wrote down in my notes when we were here last i think it was um it was volume four episode something or other um i don't know what what month was that was that like it was in december December. yeah was it december yeah I don't even think we were open yet. You definitely weren't open yet, but you were getting pretty close. It was um, a moderate disaster in here. <laughs> it will be in the show notes. Just click on something in your podcast player, and I'm sure there's some kind of notes that'll uh, have a little link, and you can click on it, and it'll send you to that episode after you listen to this one, if you haven't already listened to it. it we're going to kind of jump around a whole lot in this episode. We've got a whole bunch to talk about. Um, these are fun episodes for me when we get to come back, you know, six or eight months after a place opens up, because... People can click on it and hear the backstory. Now we just get to really talk about how things have been going, drink some beer, talk about the beer. It's it's exciting for me. Um, Let me run around the table and introduce everybody because we have another full house for like the third week in a row where um, there's a whole lot of voices. I've got a couple lovely ladies from Hops in the Hangar, which if you listened to uh, last week's show, hopefully you know what that's about. Or if you read the blog on a regular basis, you know what that's about. It's a mashup of beer and airplanes. <laughs> um, Kara and Jenny, um, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. Thanks for having us. Thank um, you. We just kind of bounce around to breweries and talk about beer and sometimes aviation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will get to all of that and we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but um, for anybody that does listen to the show on a regular basis, you know how we always start the show. And From the beer fridge. Honestly, it's 75% of the reason that I do the show is because we get to drink beer during the show. Um, I've got a full flight in front of me. I think the last time I was out here, there were probably only three beers on three, tap. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a lot more than that right now. So kind of let's roll through this one at a time. Tell me what's what, if you can remember... <laughs> All right, from your left to your right, you've got uh, two Goldens. That's our American Lager. It's very easy, as I like to say. Is this like the, the flagship? We, we, are we calling uh, it that? It's turning out to be, yes. <laughs> so I brewed that because I thought I had to, and we didn't really think we'd sell a whole lot of it. And by the, by the pint, we sell almost twice of that as we do everything else. So um, it's very popular. Even crappier guys and gals drink it. Um, even if they won't admit it, so <laughs> I will definitely admit it. Yeah, this is definitely one that I have had um, a few times. Um, you guys are starting to pop up around town a little bit outside of your home base here in Middletown. Um, I saw Pies and Pints Liberty Center. You guys have, I think, this beer on tap. That we are, do. Yeah. Yes, delivered there. I don't know if it's quite on tap yet or not, but um, it's there. Yes. Um, you guys were at the Punch Out this year. Um, yes, we were having this one. We were very honored <laughs> to be asked one, to do that. This one was there, and was there something else too? Simplicity, simplicity yeah. Uh, which we'll get to in a second. Well, let's let's taste this one first. So, tell me about the beer. Um, st- start with the name. Two Goldens. 
two Goldens was named after our two Golden Retrievers. We still have the one, he's three, and then sadly before we even opened, um, actually about a year ago, we had to put our 13-year-old Golden Retriever to sleep. Right, we had to put down our 12-year-old Boston Terrier just a few months ago, so I definitely... It's harder than you think. Understand. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's, it's terrible, and I, you know, we, we've all got kids that run around our houses too and that was the hardest part I think for me was you know my little girl was just um, w- w- was just really kind of starting to fall in love with the dog we're going way off track already hey. <laughs> so, like, we love beer dogs and kids show. we're good she was just starting to like really fall in love with the dog and you know when she would eat she's you know dropping food on the floor for the dog and so like that transition I think was, was one of the hardest parts um, for, for us was that it, she just didn't quite understand. Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, yeah, so we had there. He went down, so that was, but that was too golden. So uh, you know, it just kind of a big part of our lives uh, around our house. My life, I've always had a golden retriever, and they are great dogs. I think it's kind of a cliche to have them, but they are great dogs. So that's that, that's the name. Well, and it, you know, family is a big part of what you guys and again if anybody wants to listen to kind of you know the backstory and everything they can go back to that other episode but um, it's, a, it's a huge part of why this place exists and, and, and what it's about so it's it's fitting to me to have you know a beer named after or after you know that part of the family because yeah. it is yeah. part of the family very much so yeah so um, I have an extra one here now this is I'm guessing this is still two goldens here that is two, yeah it's two um, goldens yeah. if somebody else wants to snag that one this is not though. Yeah, this but in, in terms of beer, uh, two goldens. It's 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 an American lager. It's uh, it's four point six percent alcohol. It's yeah, it's light. It's right at fourteen IBUs. Easy. Um, it's very uh, in terms of profile, water profile, things like that. Very much so in the American lager sense. Uh, although it does have what little bit of hops it does have. It is the German hop beer. Um, can I tell you that I think it tastes a lot better than the last time I was out here? Yeah, you got the very first. That, the last time you were here, it was the very first beer. Not that it was had. bad last time. Let me, yeah. let me make that clear. But I, I definitely think that there is. Yeah. It, that was the very first beer we brewed on the system here the last time we had. So it was. Uh, uh, Two Goldens was the very first beer, uh, followed by Simplicity. And if you got to come in here the first time, and we've had a lot of people ask, uh, Simplicity was their American Porter. It, it, it was very light. Right. the first round and it, we were dialing things in so um, it's where it is was intended to be now so it is darker than well, the last time you had it I mean not that we should you know necessarily go in the exact order but it's next yeah so we, we, we can jump around um, <laughs> since we're talking about simplicity let's go ahead and do that one I I like a porter that's a little bit lighter I, I, I think there needs to be some kind of a difference between porters and stouts and yeah. for you know so often anymore a porter and a stout just kind of blends Blend into together. the same category yeah. so I yes. like a porter that has a little bit of a lighter thing going on on a day like today where it's 7,000 degrees outside <laughs> sometimes I still want to be able to drink a dark beer <laughs> and we got 40 noisy fans going on in the tap room here so it's alright but yeah um, some people definitely uh, in it uh, that actually probably is, comes in close as our second uh, most or favorite beer and um I don't even know that I would consider it light. I don't know what's what's your take on it. You, you it tastes a lot, of, a lot of beer. It's it's. I mean, it's not heavy. It's it's definitely compared to you know the two goldens. It's I wouldn't call it light, but it's it's 
it's it's drinkable. I think the word you're supposed to use now is crushable. I think that's what everybody oh, yeah, says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's still it's very drinkable. It's there's a lot of like a like a coffee kind of thing going on. I I love that in a lighter ish beer, if that makes sense. Right. You know, I, I want something that again on a day like today I can still drink this. And, well, then, um, that's a mission accomplished. It's, process, but it be intended to be. It's fantastic. I. I, I'm still am really curious if I could get these beers in front of somebody that didn't know you guys were gluten free, right? And really get like some kind of honest. So we just had two gentlemen in earlier today, and the other guy told the other guy he's like, you know, these beers are gluten free because he saw our gluten free snacks, and he was like, no, he's like, I don't care that it's gluten free, I like it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've had we've had a number, and you know, it's, it's almost every weekend because. You know, we don't hide that it's gluten-free, but it's not like we try to be known as only a gluten-free brewery. And we get people in every weekend. Um, in fact, a couple weeks ago, there was two couples at the bar, and they just came in. You know, they had heard about us, and they stopped in. And there was two other couples down there drinking. And couple A were uh, had celiac, and they were talking about the gluten-free aspect of the beer. And couple B were sitting there, and they looked at them, and they were... They were shocked because they had no idea. They just heard one. No, they didn't know anything about us, and you know. So then it struck up a conversation between them about how how it tasted nothing like a gluten-free beer, which was near and dear and warmed our hearts because that's that's the goal for us is right. to make a really good a really good craft beer that happens to be gluten-free. It's I, it's fantastic. I there you know without going into like a ton of detail about it there was another local blogger here in town i don't know if you guys are up in the whole blogging world that developed celiac mm. and couldn't drink beer anymore he has since moved out of ohio and moved back down south and is gone so i guess we can talk about him a little bit i think i know who you're and, talking about <laughs> and when when all this happened his kind of his response was well i, I just don't drink beer anymore there there isn't any good gluten-free beer there's there's there just isn't anything out there and that just that blows my mind i don't know if maybe that's like a just an assumption i i I don't know if he ever came here and tried it or if it was just something that people told him all gluten-free gluten-free beer sucks so Mm -hmm. don't bother i i don't know but um i don't understand as a as a huge fan of beer how anybody can look at this and say that this isn't beer i you know i i just had actually my sister's neighbor and this kind of brings us all together here um he lives in milford he was coming up to the airport friday um he meets there and is on a board at the middletown airport Uh and then he was going to play golf i'm like oh we have a brewery up there you should go check it out he's like but i think it's just all gluten-free beer and i'm like it is i'm like go try it if you don't like it i will buy your beer like I'm very, very confident that you will not tell any difference in the taste. So yeah, we, it, we do. We encourage anybody to try it. I, I don't think people realize, especially if you're not... I understand that somebody who has celiac or an extreme gluten intolerance um, will have issues with something like Madtree, which, um, through their process, it's really close to being legally considered gluten-free. Mm-hmm even though it's not. I, I have a hard time as a beer drinker believing that somebody can taste that and then taste something that is gluten-free and say that there is that huge of a difference with just yeah. a, a little... I mean, yes, the ingredients are different. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's a there, there are, a, in 
you know, not bashing any other company, there are a lot of gluten-free beers out there to me that do not taste like beer. Right. Um, so maybe that's where people are coming from. Like they've just tried some of. That's well, not, I, I sound <laughs> mean, but um, yes, I just encourage them to try our beer. Um, well, and really, from a you know, for the people out there who haven't drank our beers or people who have drank our beers and really like them. Um, sorry, that better. There we go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can uh, for people out there who have drank our beers or haven't drank our beers, in terms of if you come here and you have a porter um, or, you know, our latest seasonals, a raspberry uh, bison beer, they're, they're very tr- true. To, we try to make them very true that style in terms of the water, in terms of the hops, and, and, you know, the different strains of yeast we use. Everything everything is built to make that be what it, it's supposed to be right. and it's going to have our kind of spin on it whether it's lighter or darker or whatever but in terms of the gluten-free aspect we've really researched and worked to do everything we can to eliminate you know whatever might be gluten-free um we do get a lot of questions we get people in here asking you know what we do what we use you know there's no wheat barley or rye it's predominantly rice millet buckwheat for the most part um and that's it is it's it's important to note that it is still beer no matter what people say yeah. you do not have to have barley to have something be yeah. beer the same right. way that technically sake is considered beer it's a completely you know mm-hmm. that's about as far from a beer as you can get flavor wise but it's still beer so people yeah. who say that this isn't beer are just you know. i mean i i guess and i really would you know and on that note in a technical aspect i mean um in terms of the jury, german purity law Okay, there's not barley in this beer. But um, in terms of processes and the things that we do, um, and when we set out to, to, to make these beers and we're crafting these recipes, we weren't thinking about anything being gluten-free. We were studying how to make really good beer, period. And we made modifications where we had to. And, you know, that's, this is what we've ended up with. So um, we don't think of it as being gluten-free. Um we don't talk about it like it's gluten-free because that's just not... We just want really good craft beer. That's the bottom line. And we know everybody else does, too. So, And I think I mentioned it on our last show that, that I had never really had any other beer that was, quote-unquote, gluten-free beer. That that's the way it's marketed, and that's that's what it was. Um, so I can't say that... I've, I've tried anything else, and I can't say that it all sucks or whatever, but that's definitely what I've heard <laughs> um, from, from lots of people. And so, you know, I'm now starting off, like my experience with everything that is gluten-free, you know, made from, from alternative ingredients, I guess is the way I'll, I'll word it. Um, this is, this is the starting point for me. So now I'm, as I go on some other journey and go on these other tangents, trying to try some of the other stuff around there, this is what it's all going to be based off of. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah. Um, let us know what you end up with. Yeah. If, if anybody <laughs> listens to the show on a regular basis, you know that I've hinted at this other project that I've been working on for like two years now trying to get it off the ground um, and there may be another podcast coming and one of those shows that I'm working on may be a gluten free beer show that will be very interesting to try I've also got a non-alcoholic one um, <laughs> because again it's another one of those things I've never really drank a lot of non-alcoholic beer everybody that has tried it says it's terrible and I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there is good non-alcoholic beer seek that out <laughs> um, what's next okay so next is uh, Three's Chaos that's, uh, that's our standard IPA and it's again 
for us. It's, um, it's very citrusy. Go, go with the name first for me. Because so Three's Chaos. When I, when I hear the name Three's Chaos, again, going to my life, there's three of us that now live in my house. <laughs> and, and it got a little chaotic when you added another number into that. <laughs> when it was two, everything was nice and calm. And then there was three, and it was chaos. Mm. That's where my mind goes with it. Right. <laughs> that would be the number of our children. Three kids in three years. Which was so, pure chaos. It's sometimes. multiplied by a whole other factor. I've just got the one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, our our kids are they're it's still they're not low key in, by any aspect. We're, I mean, they're 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 very energetic. We're so. going to make lots of references to the last time we were on the show. Um, yeah. I think at least one of your kids made an appearance. I think two of them yeah. probably. It's probably yeah. our boys. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're hard to contain. Yeah. Almost impossible. So yeah, that's that's three's chaos. Um, in terms of the beer, like I said, standard IPA, a lot of citrus notes in there. There's a, a lot of mosaic hops in there for the dry hopping, and um, but, but it's not over the top. Um, it's 69 IBUs, so nothing insane or crazy, I don't think. But um, man, that's nice. Definitely a lot of citrus in there. So I I really enjoy that. I um, there's there there is definitely. <laughs> getting in trouble for your microphone <laughs> technique, I believe. Yeah. I need to center up. Okay. There you go. Well, I feel funny because it's, it's like, it's like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm the fourth kid, by the way. <laughs> it's all right. I can, I can fix most of the issues. If there is any issues, we'll be okay. So far, everybody's doing fantastic. We'll see how you two do when you start talking, how, how good you are with your mic technique. Well, they're sipping on beer, so they'll <laughs> be good. Um, there's, there's some kind of a... And I, you know, what is the the malt in this the specifically with the IPA so what are, you, what are we using not malt but you know yes yeah. so you've got you've got malted millet buckwheat and rice you got a combination of all three of those um, there, there is a crystal millet malt in there there's there's something that's that's adding another flavor in there that I'm really really liking with the the mosaic and I it just in my head I'm assuming it's something from from those well, okay, so yeah. Grains. Well, yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I just can't what, what place is it? what it is. What is it? I, there's I have a, no idea. <laughs> so there's a so there's a heavy dose of uh, Simcoe Mosaic um, in terms of the finishing and the dry hops there. Um, the malts, all of our all of our beers have some combination of those malts. Some percentage, and it just depends what it is based on the recipe. So there's nothing. Um, it's it's nice. Whatever whatever it is that I'm tasting, it's really good. All right. Well, let me know what you're tasting. I'll see if I can dial in and figure out what it is. So. I, I I mean I can't. It's almost like a like a finish thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like a flavor. Um, I don't know. I like it. All right. Okay. It's, okay. I mean, it's good. It's I, good. <laughs> All right. It's good. All right. We'll take it. Do the kids add a secret ingredient in? When you're well, not looking, or, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they did do that one time. This was when we were still <laughs> brewing at home. Uh, not a matchbox car, but they, <laughs> they, yeah. they got involved. Josh had like grinded up all of his grain and had it measured out precisely for when he got home to start brewing. Well, somehow or another, the kids got in and, and took out certain measurements of certain things, but it the beer still turned out good. We just yeah, don't know how yeah, we made it. Yeah, this was pre rolling mill. Yeah, they dumped <laughs> yes. half of it in the floor. <laughs> Yes, as long as they're just taking out an ingredient before it's brewed, it's the problem. So, my my uncle, um, he is a lot younger than than my stepdad, 
And so he lived at home after all the other kids were gone. And downstairs in the basement, my grandpa had a bar with a, with a beer fridge with a, with a tap on it. And as, as, as the kids got older and moved out and then my uncle was still at home, yeah, there was there was one Thanksgiving or something. He was sitting at the table, kind of talking to people about the beer, and you know, oh, I always buy Hootie Delight or whatever it was. And it's like, but yeah. he's like, just in like the last few years, there's something like they just they really don't fill the kegs like they used to. <laughs> like they used to. Like I yeah. I think they're not filling them all the way. It just doesn't last as long as it did. There's not as many beers that come out of it. And yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Pulling the, the old side pull there. Yeah. <laughs> so at least they're just dumping ingredients right now. Yes. Yeah. Right now. Yes. 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 They're all oh. still too young to drink, so <laughs> that will probably change when they're older. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's next? Uh, next is uh, Bobette. That's a lemon lager that we did for a summer seasonal. Um, uh, Bobette. Uh, we get a lot of questions about the name there. Uh, my grandparents were named. Uh, their names were Bob and Betty. Uh, they've since passed away, but they. They were big uh, or frequent boaters, uh, so they always had a boat. This is going way back before I think boating was as popular as it was, and they always named their boats. And uh, so they named their boat Bobette, and it was Bobette 1, 2, and, and 3. So uh, we made that, got that idea. Actually, Megan came up with the name. Um, we were making this beer, trying to figure out what we were going to call it. And it being a lemon lager, my, my grandma had made uh, this really popular really simple but uh very highly sought after lemon iced tea and mm, she yeah. always had it in her fridge all the time year round and um so kind of take those two things put them together so that's that's bob it it's uh it's it, you know it's been very popular for some people i'm i'm okay with it it's kind of was out one of the first kind of outside my comfort zone i'm i'm not big into the fruit beers but i know that i'm not everybody and it's not all about me so um, it's not over the top with the fruit, though. Like, it's no. not, um, like you say, a lemon lager, and I get some kind of an image in my head, and this is definitely not, not that. It's it's not insane. Um, like, yeah. I mean, real similar to, I mean, I'm assuming that her lemon iced tea probably had a lot of lemon in it. But, oh, yeah. But, right. you know, an iced tea with just a little bit of, like, a splash of lemon where you just kind of get it in at the, the background. end there. Yep. And that's, that's definitely the way that I get this. It's, it's great. I mean, uh-huh. again... It's not fair to taste beer on a day like today because everything is going to taste amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, we'll do all podcasts like on uh, ninety-two degree days. Yeah. So um, no, this is this is great. Um, have you guys tried it? I have. What do you guys think? Good. Yeah, I've actually ordered this one a couple times when I've come here. Okay. I like yes. it better with the lemon in it. Yeah. yeah, that's how I got it. I like it not too lemony. Sometimes it can taste a little like lemon pledge. Yeah, yeah, one in other places. So that's, I like the less lemon. There's 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 a lot of a lot of people in the craft beer world, not necessarily here in town. I'm not calling anybody out, but that overdo some things with, yeah. with fruit. Um, well, that c- comes in like with this beer and the next uh, middle Tony and the next beer you're going to drink. Um, you know, so we're taking this this beer, we're brewing it in the base, and then we're adding we're adding fruit in and. We're trying to figure out where to dial that in, and I'm, you know, Megan's, you know, I'm like, here, taste this, taste this, taste it. No, it's too much. No, it's not enough. You know, I'm asking uh, some of the other girls that work for us, you know, trying to, because that's the first time we brewed that beer, and um, we don't have a lot of capacity or time for a lot of experimentation and making a lot of, you know, trial and error batches. So right, you guys are on five, seven, seven, seven barrel. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Your, your your brew house is 
smaller than a couple of the pilot systems around. <laughs> yes, there's a pilot. Yeah, there's a pilot system. Yeah, and it, for, but for us, it's a big deal, you know, and so we're trying to make every drop count. And, um, it, it's, it's, it's a different type of business than some of these places that are, you know, pumping out, you know, 100 barrels a crack. So Yeah, I, um, I was going through the numbers um, for 2017 in terms of all the breweries in the country, you know, that uh, Brewers Association publishes all the right. production numbers, and I was looking at everybody's and, uh, you know, some of the bigger guys, you know, Ryan Geis and Mad Tree, and I'm looking at them, I'm thinking, Man, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're looking back at our system, and yeah, this would definitely be a pilot system for us. But this is this is what we're putting beer out with. So, and, and we, you know, capacity-wise, I mean, we can put out we can put out a lot of beer in a year's time, but uh, they can definitely put more out than us. Well, what what I find interesting is that usually, you know, if somebody's got a big system, especially when they're starting out, a big system, you don't get a lot of different beers. And it blows my mind, Ryan Geis, or I'm sorry, Madry. I guess Ryan Geis has a nice variety too. But, you know, Madry, you walk into that tap room and there's 30 different beers on tap. And it's like, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, I, I guess now they have their 15 barrel that sits in the shadows of the 100 barrel. But even before that, even before they got it in there, like they were still just pushing out so many different beers. It, yeah. it blows my mind the way that they do it. Yeah, it's uh, we've really learned a lot in terms of like, um, you know, the timing. We have more fermenters coming in and it is really a tricky thing to do in terms of, you know, we've ran out of it. We've ran out of two Goldens. We've ran out of 10.9. We've ran out of Simplicity, you know, on our scale and it's trying, but then we're trying to add variety too, right. you know, and it takes time. I mean, it's 21 to 28 days for us on our loggers that something's tied up. And I, I know that that's probably frustrating for you guys, and I know that it's like the worst thing in the world. Oh, it's a good problem to have because, it, you know, it, it, it is, but it's not. But at the same time, like, that does kind of add a little bit of the... It's kind of what makes a place like this special. You walk in, and it might be out because there's... The, because this yeah. is the brew house, like right. this is this is this is the size of things, and that's that's what makes it special, and that's what makes it fun for somebody that, that does live here. That this is their local spot, and this is where they come and they hang out. Like it, yeah. it, it does add a little bit to what that is. I don't. Well, and I think in a day and age where everything is so uh, production and efficient minded, and we've got to have everything right now all the time, right. and I think that for some people that's kind of like their complaint about things. You know, that's why local is so big, and that's why you know people are more patient with you know, whatever it is that they're buying, or they're going to pay a little bit more because, man, it just takes more time. And um, when you're smaller, you don't have the resources. You know, we're not in Bev. You know, we don't have an infinite amount of, of you know, things and people to choose from. I mean, it's like you got to really be selective about what you're doing, and that's where you're putting your energy in. And, um, well, it's, you know, not that consistency isn't important because it's extremely important, but to me as, as, as a beer fan, like if I... If I walk into a local tap room that I spend a lot of time in and, you know, use like an IPA or something as an example, and maybe this time they decided to use different hops or maybe the hops that they normally brew with they can't get right now because of whatever reason, that's fun. To, to me, me, that's craft. That's that's fun. Like it's I, really handcrafted. I like seeing things change and know why they change and to be able to talk to somebody and be like, oh, yeah. You know, last month it was really hot, so we drank way more of our two goldens than yeah. than we predicted. You know, like it. It's not. It's not all. It it's not all. It's, it's not a machine. Right. It's very. There's a very human element to what we're doing. I mean, and there's restraints. And there's time, and there are resource restraints, and that adds to the, to the uniqueness of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I'm sure you guys don't want to run out of beer. No, we're trying. <laughs> we're, we are not trying to run out of beer. But if we do, I mean, there's there's a uh, there's a story there for sure. So just ask us if you come, and we don't have something like that. So. Um, so the next one is, you said raspberry? Yeah, so that's Middletonian. 
And is it, that it, what you call somebody from Middletown? That is. That is. Uh, Megan has a, uh, a newspaper article, May 8th, 1945. So uh, not a midi. Well, you can be a midi, too. <laughs> um, but People it, it, call us other things, too, but that's probably one of the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, a Middletonian and... Uh, and the headline on the newspaper was Middletonians, uh, you know, they were, they were in, in disbelief or shock that the Germans had surrendered in, in this newspaper, <laughs> you know, and they were all meeting at the high school. So, no, that really is a term that um, people would use to, to call people from Middletown, and we would consider ourselves Middletonians, and um, that is something we're definitely all about as Middletown and, and serving this community. So, It's delicious. Hey, I'll take it. Um, so is this... Wheat base, you said, or no, not it's wheat, not, but yeah. a, 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 some kind of... So, again, getting back in, we, we went and looked and really looked at, like, the traditional German wheat beers so or the Weissen beers. Right? Yeah. Um, yeast, water profile, very much in line. Uh, what little bit of hops in there, very much in line with traditional, uh, you know, it's a it's a Helles Weissen beer. And so the base of that beer was phenomenal. I mean, it was really good. I actually didn't want to add any raspberries to it because I was just going to keep it like that. But um, you know, we took um, we took 100% whole uh, dried raspberries and, and and blended them into the, into the fermentation process, and that's what you got. So, I again, it's not fair today because but, you know you add a little bit of raspberries into anything, and it fits into a hot day perfect. Yeah, this is really nice. I would be really curious to try it without the raspberries to it, see kind of how it replicates it that that that. that German yeah, I did. Thing. I did some tastings. Uh, we had some some guys come down here and just do some real small samples. And some some guys are more educated. And it was, I mean, it's right there. It's 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 good. I like it. My, this is the one my wife will probably uh, order a lot. It, of. And honestly, we made we made that yeah. for the ladies. <laughs> that, that, you know, we had a lot of requests for something that was not hoppy, something that was fruity, uh, and it was predominantly from women. And, well, um, and, and too obviously at this point, we don't have our license to brew a cider, so right, that right. was like the closest thing right now that we can offer as a beer that's fruity lighter sweeter than the you know the ipa right. so you get your your wine drinkers your cider drinkers yes. to come in this is yes yeah there's 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 always they that, can tolerate that for beer, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> somebody in the group wants either wine or a cider or something very you know non-hoppy or very fruity and, and that that that's something that we put out to satisfy that so well, the nice part is, is there is a really nice wine bar down the street, so they can walk down and get a Dora cup and come yeah. back. Yes, so. right. The, the Dora is my favorite thing in the entire world. But last night we went yes. out to dinner, and then afterwards, my wife wanted to go get ice cream, so we walked over and we got ice cream, and then we walked. And we, there's a big like patio area out there, and we were sitting there and we we're eating our ice cream. And we're just like, oh, this is just so great! I'm so glad that we have this. Yeah, but. You know, we're in Fairfield. Yeah. And we're so close to Hamilton, who also has a Dora. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just wish I had my Dora cup, and I could sit right here, and you could eat your ice cream, and I could have my beer. And well, in yeah, Middletown, you, here in Middletown. <laughs> you can go to West Central Wine and pick up your you know, wine and walk down here and come see us, and, or vice versa. So, uh, yeah. And we have ice cream at Mockingbirds oh, and Grandpa Joe's, yes. so you can do it all. all yeah. yeah, or get dinner, or get pizza, so lots of good um, restaurants, all within yeah. three blocks, and you can walk and, and you know take your beverage with you. And so you can get you can you get a Dora cup of wine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, can you get Dora of mixed drinks too? Yes. It, yeah, any any of the bars or restaurants. Yeah. I mean, I just, well, never they have even to be within the, the Dora right, district. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, but the only rule is, is you know, you have to get it in a 
plastic the cup. It has to say where it's from, but you can't you can't bring them in and out of other liquor places, right. beer places. Right. You can essentially you can. just walk on the street with them to the next place, throw your cup away. But now there's enough places that you can actually drink it while you're walking to the next place. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and there's going to be more places every day. So. And right. So it's pretty cool now. The the Middletown Dora is that seven days a week now. Whoop whoop. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Three sixty-five. Think that is a yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's now noon to midnight. Oh, to I didn't know that. Six. It's now noon. I didn't know that. Noon to midnight. <laughs> so. All day, every day. If you want to do your day drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Meg's looking at me. She's like, I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> you just brew the beer. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll stay back behind the railing. So. Uh, last one here. What is this? 10-9. Uh, uh, um, I have two of them, so if somebody else wants yeah, to. You, you can double fist. Or, uh, that ten, has actually yeah. become our favorite. Our, yeah, our personal favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Josh and I's personal favorite. Um, the, the name? 10-9. That is the month and year we got married. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yep. So, and uh, we so it's ten nine pills. That's that's what we call it. And uh, Sam just brought me another beautiful sixteen ounce of this. So, um, it's a German pilsner. So, the the goal was, you know, if you take a if you take a Czech pilsner. Sorry, I'm really screwing this microphone no, thing up. I, I think it's the angle you're sitting. We're all like directly in front of you. Yeah, if not. you take a Czech Pilsner, um, it, you know, it should be or you want it to be lighter, um, not have as strong of a hot presence, particularly in the finish. Um, when you get in, you look at, you know, on the German side of things and kind of read the, the history behind, you know, when the Germans, you know, came in and uh, looked at what they were doing and wanted to add their own version of that. It's a little hoppier. Um, so in terms, you know, we and not getting all technical and stuff. Uh, we added our own little spin on it, but in terms of, of water profile and, and uh, the yeast that are used and uh, the hops that are in there, you know, that's just that's what we wanted it to be. We wanted it to be like that style. So so it should have a little bit more hop aroma, a little bit more bitterness uh, than, you know, a traditional Czech Pilsner. So. It's, again, delicious. <laughs> Now I'm it's, gonna say if you come back here when it's cold, that's gonna be delicious. So um, it's 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 really good. Even you know, yeah. it's, it's it's what we have on at home. Yeah, it's yeah. it tastes way more like a Czech pilsner than I feel like people think it will. You know, again because of the you know Czech pilsner pilsner in general is. It, it, I, you know, we've talked about this on the show a lot. It's a, it's a showcase of every ingredient, like really front and center. It's you know you you get the water profile, you get the yeast, you get the the malt. In the case of a traditional pilsner, you get the hops. It gets all right there in your face, and this kind of where does it land? Just out in your, your opinion, as far as with other pilsners well, around well, town. Okay, well, okay, you, you can you can say that too if you want. You won't hurt my feelings. But just in terms of like, what are you what are you getting in flavors? Uh, the cleanliness, you know, the back finish. Yeah. Um, Mine is a little warm right now. Keep that in mind. It ha- yeah, it has been sitting here for about a half hour or so. We can get you a pint if you'd like. It doesn't have that um, that snap that that some of them do. Um, it's it's more of a a rounded kind of finish to me, which is not 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 a not a bad thing. It it. it there's definitely a big floral kind of hobby thing going on yeah. that, I, that yeah. I enjoy a lot. See, I feel the like no, that's the, like the, the initial is like 
the florally, the hoppy, and then to me it finishes, even though there's no obviously wheat or bread in it, it's more of like a bready finish. Right. Which I, is my favorite part of it. Yeah, it's it's I would not if I was tasting it I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily think it's a pilsner. I would just go kind of more of a, a American lager, I guess. Okay. That's the way I would classify it, but um, it's fair enough. It's 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 delicious yeah. though. It's it's, it's yummy. absolutely I was delicious. Say, it's yummy. It reminds me a lot of uh, Matry's Pilsner. What I just was looking at. What's uh, so we don't get to drink uh, any yeah, of these beers, so, so we would we'll, love we'll to. Uh, Matt Pills. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> it it reminds me a lot of that kind of that 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 rounded kind of well here's for for show number three for you so we are going to do and it's we're going to going to do another pilsner and um in in my mind it's going to be um some of the things you're talking about or it's going to the characteristics it'll contain so we'll let you come back here uh or five months to try that like and see what lot. you think I like, I like it a lot we should probably take a quick break um and then we need to talk about hops in the hangar Right? We're excited. Yeah, of course. You guys, get your notes in order. You came more prepared than I do for 90% of the show. So. It's just cliff notes. Don't worry. We will. We'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. The dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> We're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Municipal Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the 
Bud Light drinkers out there is a you know a forest and harvester. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. We are still on location at Rolling Mill Brewing Company in Middletown, Ohio. If you have not been up here, um, like seriously, do yourself a favor, come up here, uh, have faith. I think uh, there's definitely a stigma that I think people have about what it means to have a gluten-free beer, and I think that this breaks a lot of those stigmas and um, I don't know it's it's fun to me I like it I'm drinking a Pilsner now (laughs) that's right let's let's talk about hops in the hangar Um, I'm I'm probably going to throw you guys off a little bit here because I am curious to know how it all came about. I want to know how this idea happened. Who came up with this idea to <laughs> combine airplanes and a beer festival? I love the name. Well, let's start with um, I am not involved with it on the same level as Kara, so I'm not going to steal any of her thunder. I'm actually a sales rep for Ohio Valley Beer, so I'm representing 13 breweries out of the 28? 29. 29. So I, I, that's why I'm just here. So I would, this is all Kara. They've been working their butts <laughs> off on this event. So, yeah. So a bunch of us volunteer for the downtown revitalization uh, and preservation organization. It's a nonprofit called Downtown Middletown Inc. So uh, we have a very successful event called Women's Wine and Chocolate Walk. We saw, This year we sold 800 tickets in less than two days. And it's crazy fun, and women go around, and it's women only. They go oh, around all, all the downtown businesses and get wine and chocolate and make a day out of it. And the guys are always like, what about us? And so we knew we needed to do a beer event, and we decided uh, to kind of look or think outside the box. One of our uh, volunteers is actually a flight attendant. And we met the people at the airport who were just incredibly awesome and super gung-ho. And what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Uh, Made it really easy for us and got a catchy name. And we're like, we're going to do it. So it's hops in the hangar and it literally isn't a hangar and part of a runway. So it's actually an operational airport. And so there's activities um, there every day. And all of us live in Middletown. And 
nearly every day jumping out of the sky we see skydivers right. it's parachutes <laughs> yeah and it's like if you have people from out of town they're like oh my god oh my god look 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 and it's like oh yeah the skydivers you know <laughs> so we forget sometimes how cool it is to have something like that right here in middletown so we have definitely uh, partnered with start skydiving and team fast traps and uh, they were super duper excited to join us and so it all just kind of came together and it's perfect because we have an indoor hangar that's open on both sides so if there's rain you know we don't have to worry about it we also have a huge outdoor space that's great for food trucks and uh you know hanging outside so it, it kind of just all works just, just together. Just fell in place. It kind did. Of. It did. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, like like Megan mentioned, the name is is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm pretty sure that somebody is going to steal that somewhere because it's <laughs> it's just absolutely perfect. Um, I what I what I think is fun is that you know for a long time beer beer festivals were beer festivals. It was you know you show up uh, you know. A hotel, you know, conference room, and everybody sets up little tables, and they're pouring samples, and that was it. And then, as craft beer started growing, especially here in Cincinnati, as, as things started getting bigger and bigger, people had to start thinking of these new ideas that made it fun again. And you know, between you know places like like Fifty West with Punch Out, you know, to something that turns the festival into something else, and you know, events like this, like it's it's really, 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 really fun to make beer festivals exciting again and something that it's not you know you can get good beer at any bar you walk into now almost and there has to be something else that makes that connection and and, um for this one it's airplanes yeah (laughs) and skydiving and um acrobatic aerial shows (laughs) and like it's it's really cool um let's talk a little you mentioned food trucks um do we know what food trucks are coming yet we do have a couple food trucks. They haven't been released yet, um, but I know that they're going to be delicious. I know one <laughs> is going to be uh, specialty hot dogs. I know we have barbecue. So there's definitely going to be stuff that goes hand in hand with beer for sure. Right. Fantastic. I, again, you talk about beer festivals. <laughs> there was a period of time where sometimes you just didn't get food with your beer. You just went in there and, you know, you, if you didn't bring your own pretzel necklace, you were going to, you know not be feeling great at the he end knew of the what pretzel necklaces were i watched your video with the, <laughs> yes, the guy yes right. so we will have make your own pretzel necklace station and that's included with your ticket so everybody gets a pretzel necklace to nosh on if you want <laughs> it's important it is it is it's a palate uh, cleanser right <laughs> so i was at um up in in oxford they, they have a craft beer and wine festival during the summer and i stopped up there and uh, the craft beer side has grown exponentially in the last couple of years and this year, um, Mike from from Cincy Brew Bus was up there with with the Brew Bus crew, and um, part of the thing, if you take a Brew Bus tour, you get a, a pretzel necklace, and so he brought that as kind of the thing. That, you know, here's who we are, here's what we do, have a pretzel necklace kind of thing, and I, so I had my pretzel necklace on, and I was walking around, and I drink a little bit of wine too sometimes, and so I was going to some of the wine booths, and like, people were kind of looking at it funny, and eventually <laughs> somebody asked, and they're like, what's going on with the pretzel necklaces? We see these people wearing these goofy necklaces of pretzels on it, and you know, I guess it's a beer thing. I guess, like, when you go to a wine festival, you don't get a, I don't know, what, what, a, cheese what the, a cheese necklace or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's not a thing. <laughs> Although we could make it a thing. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like cheese. <laughs> it might not smell that great. It smells so bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. 
Um, let's talk about the beer because this is Cincy Brewcast and not Cincy Winecast. Um, you guys have a really, really great tap line up here. Yeah, we um, are super excited. I'm just going to roll through it. It's not in the I haven't even seen the update lineup yet. Um, Urban Artifact, Great Lakes, Taft Sale House, Brooklyn Brewing Company, Mount Carmel, Multiple Brewing, Oddside, Sam Adams, Dogfish Head, Municipal, Rivertown, 21st Amendment, Platform, Anderson Valley, Fretboard, 13 Below, Sierra Nevada, Warped Wing, Fatheads, Victory, Grainworks, Ballast Point, Fig Leaf, March 1st, Shorts, Rolling Mill, <laughs> Swine City, Deschutes, <laughs> and Madry. So, I mean, probably half of those are local. I'm going to, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it looks about half-ish. Like that's, well, yeah. That's we, when impressive. you have Bomb Diggity. Yeah, what do you define breweries. as local? I mean, they're all... Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do have a list of the announced beer so far. I will not go through all of those. but Yeah, those are all on our website, hopsinthehanger.com. Um, and trivia. When it's an airport hangar, it's spelled with an A-R, not an E-R. Everybody. I've caught myself on that a few yeah. times. I, I have. I, I, spell thing. check usually catches it for me. Yeah. Um, it kind of figures it out. But I, I, I never knew that. I love the yeah. edit button. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yes. That is, that's a problem with the name because everybody writes we got a lot of checks to hops in the hangar with ER. So maybe it'll be on Jeopardy tonight and you all will sound really smart. There you go. ER. <laughs> um, what are, so from both of you guys, I imagine that um, you, Jenny, have had probably a better variety of beers than Carrie you probably have. But what are you guys excited about? Um, well, What's obviously all of them. But I would say right now I'm most excited about Oddside. Oddside's my favorite at the moment. It, it rotates. But Oddside is, is new around town, right? Yes. Like they just came in. Where are they located? Michigan. Okay. Yep. When did they start? Probably like a... A month a, ago-ish? We, two months I would ago? say several months ago we, we started getting them. It's super allocated, super limited. Um, I think we've only gotten four or five trucks, and it's all been amazing. So I definitely, I don't know if you're familiar, they're going to have the early entry with the VIP. I'm sure mm-hmm. Kara is going to discuss that. So we're going to have a couple brews that only people that did the VIP and I definitely wanted to make sure that Oddside was going to be a part of that, and I'm not exactly sure which brew that's going to be yet, but I'm definitely hoping it's going to be... Well, it's going to be good. Everything's good that they do, so... Kara, what are you excited about? Uh, <laughs> it's very cliche, but I what I love about beer events is just tasting things outside my comfort zone. Right. So I'm super excited to try things that sound weird. Um, there's definitely some strange things that have been presented to us, and I'm like, yes to that because I want to try it. Um and there's several on here that, unfortunately, even local breweries that I haven't been to myself. So part of this event being um, part of the planning committee is awesome because I actually get to go and deliver some things and then I always get a flight. <laughs> so it's really been a learning experience for me, too. And I am just amazed. And everyone, it's really strange. Obviously, I know Josh and Megan, but everyone that we meet is so nice. Like, I, I can't believe how welcoming and exciting and how helpful they are for an event, especially somebody like me that, you know, relies on everyone else to help me with the technical jargon and <laughs> the different lists and things like that. So Jenny's been great, but all of the owners and brewers and employees have been awesome as well. So I can't wait to, to taste. 
Um, I, when you said you like trying things that are outside of your comfort zone, I flipped really quick to Urban Artifact to see what they were bringing because I know that there are definitely some things oh that they gosh. have. I know. It is crazy. I spent a lot of time there this weekend checking all of that out. Um, I don't know what they have on tap currently, but have you tried the pickle beer? <laughs> no, I, I have not tried the pickle beer. I'm a little bit scared. How, how is it? it? I mean, it tastes like pickles, Pickle? but it's it, it's more of like a like a deconstructed pickle to me like it, you definitely get like really strong cucumber and really strong dill and then lots of salt and like it all comes together to yeah. taste like pickle but it's definitely a sum of all the parts it's it's good well middletown is obsessed with pickles <laughs> pickle because pizza. We, we have pickle pizza <laughs> oh, that at the slice sound good. Yes. yes but at, at grandpa joe's candy shop one of their number one sellers of they have like gourmet soda pop is pickle pop oh, that sounds to, well it does sound terrible. I, I love. <laughs> I used well, to be able to drink pickle juice. I can't do it. It's anymore. so strange to me because, like, I I love pickles, but like when you say something like, even you know, if I think about pickle beer, like it sounds gross to me. But then once you try it, like this light goes on, like, oh my god, it's really good. And I, <laughs> I wonder if pickle pizza or you know pickle you know anything else. They have pickle it, cotton it, candy too. Yeah, see, that sounds terrible to me. But I wonder. <laughs> I see the faces. <laughs> I wonder if like once you try it, if like that light goes off and you're like, oh my god, this is good. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a whole pickle section. I mean, candy, band-aids, pickle. everything pickle. I love that store. And pickle yeah. ball. We just had the big pickle ball tournament in Middletown. <laughs> it's a pickle town, I guess. <laughs> it must be. What, what, why is that? <laughs> oh. oh, no, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I live around the corner from Jungle Gyms, and I can get a lot of, like, strange-themed things. And I don't think I've seen some of... I, I don't think I've seen pickle cotton candy or... <laughs> I, I you gotta know. come to Middletown for that. Middletown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're a big deal around here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some sound effects. So tell me a little bit more before we uh, we are already like getting towards the end of a typical show length. So we need. To <laughs> hey, we're just fun people, right? Yeah. We have stuff to talk about. Um, Let's cut um, the pickle talk. <laughs> well, I think it's important to also mention that it's not going to be just beer only. There's going to be a tent that has like the alcoholic seltzer water, um, which is really big right now. And then a few wines also. Right. So um, the alcoholic seltzer water, I tried that <laughs> at another beer festival. It's actually pretty good. It I like love it. It sparkling water. Yeah, I love it. I don't even know there's alcohol in it. It's actually pretty good. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to have a tent that has that and a few wines. We haven't figured out the wines yet, but um, we'll definitely have some White Claw there. Uh, I, Which I, is gluten-free as well mm-hmm. for all you celiac, gluten-free yeah. people. So you don't have to drink the beer. You can come and you can drink the wine and the well, seltzer that's, water. What, what's fun to me is to go to an event like that where you, you might, if, especially if you're a big beer drinker, you may not, like, when you're at your local bottle shop picking up your, your six-pack for the weekend, you might not grab seltzer water. But if you're at a festival where you get a chance to try it and kind of see what it's all about, give it a try and see what it's 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 amazing. I love beer, but I'm like, that is my go-to if I'm not in the mood for a beer. People are drinking it, whether they're not admitting to it and and doing it in the privacy of their own homes, they're drinking because it is selling like crazy. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. So there's got to be some men out there hiding and drinking it somewhere. (laughs) I don't know any men that would drink that. Uh, I know one. (laughs) I have... um, a whole different, a whole different world and a whole different category. But um, there's like tequila wine cooler things now too. I don't know if you guys have seen that. They're like uh, 
tequila flavored kind of. I think it's kind of seltzery too, with uh, some kind of flavor. In Are it they too. in the little bottles? They're in little cans. I think they're so um, cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some of those sitting in the fridge at home that I keep looking at. I'm like, I'm going to try these one of these days, but. <laughs> you should. Don't tell anybody. We have gone completely <laughs> off topic. <Yes. laughs> um, so we talked about uh, skydiving. We talked about aerial acrobatic shows. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. That's Redline Air Shows. They there's going to be a drone's eye view something or other that you can do. Tell yeah. me about that. <laughs> so Butler Tech has a drone school. And <laughs> they have, they are bringing drones and virtual reality goggles. Is it only like the good students that are going to be flying? No. Well, I don't know. I don't I, know. I hope so. I, yeah. I don't want to be like crashing into a I building. I can they drink while there. doing it? Yes. Yes. No drinking drone. Uh, but yeah, that sounds super exciting and, and cool. And so you'll be able to be drinking a beer and fly at the same time and... Yeah, hopefully before you drink too much. So not no, no motion sickness. Oh, so it's like yeah. it's like virtual reality goggles, right? That you can yes. put on. Yes. Yep. Totally. So kind of something neat. And then um, there's going to be some really unique aircrafts there. There's going to be a 1943 Fairchild. It's a World War II pilot training um, plane. That's really cool. And so before the show, you mentioned, I think off air, that you didn't know a lot about airplanes. I totally don't. You, you've got notes in front of you, don't you? Oh, my gosh. I do. And you go there. You said that really smooth, like you knew something about this. Well, plane. I was fascinated. Time or two. I was fascinated by it because, first of all, the airplane dudes are amazing. Like, craft beer dudes are awesome, and they want to educate you, and, t- and they're passionate and excited about it. Airplane people, I found, are exactly the same. So I got there, I got a tour, and this World War II plane is made out of canvas. Like, you would think planes are made out of metal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they might get gunned down and things like that. It's canvas, and you can push on it, and it's soft. I, I mean, it's just super crazy. So, I, no, I don't know a lot about airplanes, <laughs> but there are so many people there that do, and it's it's really cool. So if you're into it, they're there to talk to you about that's, it. That's a whole other side of this event, too, that I yeah. didn't even think about. Like, how many people are going to show up that are airplane geeks, and they're going to buy tickets, and sure. the craft beer is kind of second, and how many people is it the other way around, and that yeah. mingling with people. And Well, we'll have people arriving to the event in planes. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I don't arrive anywhere by plane. I need to change that. <laughs> what else do you want people to know that they don't know about the event? I mean, I've got I've got a full write-up on, on, on thegnarlygnome.com if anybody is curious, and then hopsinthehanger.com. I know there's a ton of stuff on there. but um. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a big thing is tickets are on sale now, and they will be available at the door, and whether you drive or fly, but they're going to cost $10 more. And there's two different levels of tickets, right? There is. There's a VIP that gets you in an hour early at 4 o'clock. Uh, you will have some exclusive beers as well as two additional drink tokens and then obviously a lot less lines, hopefully, um, at those VIP. And the whole uh, place will be open, so you'll be able to kind of map out what you want to use your tickets on. And um, then there's general admission at 5 o'clock, and that includes the 15 beer tickets as well. And we're going to close down about 9 o'clock. And I don't know if you've ever watched a sunset in Middletown. I but it can't is, say that I have. It's pretty amazing. So it really is gorgeous. And She's not lying. The airport is like literally the best place mm-hmm. to watch and it. I, I can speak for that, that airports in, in general mm-hmm. are great places to watch sunsets because you've got a big open area and you can see the sunset, whereas <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just watching it set behind your 
neighbor's houses is out there, you know, watering the bushes with a shirt on, and that's that's usually the, that's usually the sunsets that I get to watch. Yeah, your sunset gets photobombed by your neighbor. Yeah. Um, let's since we're already over time, let's just say screw it and let's just keep going. <laughs> Let's 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 talk. Go pickles. Let's, 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 welcome to Cincy Picklecast. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about Rolling Mill. So last time we were out here, you guys were not open yet. You were still. I think you kind of had an idea when you were going to be able to open, but it was still kind of all up in the air. Things were still coming together. Uh, it's a different world now. You guys are when, eight months. When was that show? It. I'm going to say it was like first week of december maybe um, yeah we didn't even have a release date yet we had like a tentative date yeah um, it was all very tentative i know yeah, that yes. i can tell you in a second why you somebody yeah we, we were going through uh health department inspections um trying to finish permitting putting everything together not sleeping living not sleeping here. living here yeah it, uh, it, we recorded it on december 4th okay so and we opened we, december 22nd yeah christmas weekend and that opening weekend for us um, was insane. insane. <laughs> there, I mean, we were thankful, but it was we were well, not and, yeah, for and, that and for whatsoever. people, out there, yeah, people out there. I mean, we, you know, we had assembled this team of people that we'd hired to work for us, and you know, our taproom attendants, and then there was you know me, and there was Megan. Well, we had volunteers, and then we up had people, volu- January, yeah, people so. that were going to help us, and then we had this. I don't think you were here. The entire place was shoulder to shoulder, and it was all we could do was to pour beer. And we were trying to get our point of sale system straight, and we were trying to take credit cards. And if you came that weekend, please come back yeah, and give yeah, us another chance. Us. I was we, here that weekend. I was too. Um, we were we were juggling and trying yes. to do everything we could, and um, we didn't lose anybody's credit card. Everybody, you know, <laughs> we, we got the beers out, but it was it was it was crazy. So we still don't know it all, but we've learned a lot. We've learned so much, yeah. Not yes. that you guys are experts. You guys are eight months into it. There's still a whole lot that's going to catch you off guard. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. But you know. When you guys opened, I think there were like forty-five breweries in town. Maybe I think we've got probably fifty-four now, off the top of my head. Um, so even just in those eight months, you've got ten different places that have opened up. You mm-hmm. know, and then that's not including these places that we know are opening up even this year. Sure. What do you tell us about these places? What what what's the advice? Kind of looking back at it. What surprised you? <laughs> you got, Meg, you got this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a control freak. Like, I want to know everything is done in order, and then the next ten steps are done. Um, right. It just doesn't work that way. Like, you think you have everything done. You're never going to have it all done, ever. So it's like, just be, be gracious with yourself. Be patient with yourself. And honestly, I, I think having great employees, we have amazing employees, um... I think having that is the key part. I, I think having a good taproom staff is very underappreciated. It, oh, I'm like, we couldn't do it without them. That's, I have texted our employees so many times. I mean, Josh still works a full-time job. We've got three little kids. And I'm like, thank you so much for working tonight so we can literally eat dinner together and swim in our backyard. Right. Because without, without them, it wouldn't be possible. Um, I would, I mean, from the, there's... I mean, if you're a guy or, or a gal out there who's really into, to, you know, homebrewing or crap brewing, or maybe you've gone to school and you want to be a brewer and you decide this is what you're going to do, 
um, you're going to learn so much when you actually try to do this on a large scale uh, from a brewing standpoint and you know like Megan was saying you can't figure it all out because I have sat down and tried to dial in and figure out and calculate and recipes and a lot of it comes down it's just, that's why it's like we're crappiers in art like you're going to brew and you're going to watch and you're going to you know whatever your system is whatever you're doing you're just going to have to work through things um, and honestly a lot of it sucks <laughs> like there's just no way around it um, you're going to have problems uh, we had a chiller crash Oh, about yeah. four, uh, well, I don't know, when was that super hot weekend? What was it? Which three or four one? weeks? Yeah, well, yeah, well, like three, it was the, the one about four weeks, yeah, four weeks ago. Um, our chiller went down, and all three, you know, of our, we had three, we had three tanks that were full at the time, and, you know, I, it, you know, we, we God was gracious to us. Chest. We did not lose any of the beer, and for us, it would have been a disaster, you know, because we're, Right. And we were able to work through that, but it's just, it's just one problem after another that you just got to work through. Um, enjoy it, you know. It's really cool to get to do this. It's really cool to get to serve people. Um, and then there's a whole business aspect of it that it's a business. It's got to make money. I don't care how cool it is or how cool it sounds or how good your beer is. Like you've got to you got to make things work. You got to make good decisions, and that comes from everything to. You know how you're investing your money. You know who you're going to borrow your money from. You know keeping your cash flow on a monthly basis. You know there's a state and legal side of it. You know making sure you're doing everything right. right. Uh, the federal yeah. government cares about what you're doing. The state cares about what you're doing. Your city, your township, or wherever you're at, they're going to care about what you're doing. And um, just just really prepare yourself to, to work through all those kind of things. So. How has that response been locally here? Um, it, no, I know that. You mean like as far as Middletown? Yeah, as far as Middletown yeah. goes. I know I, that. Drinkers in Middletown are a fickle bunch sometimes. Yeah. That rounds a with pickle. pickle. <laughs> a pickle. Yeah. You mean like as far as like our customers as, or the city? Customers, customers. Yeah, yeah, customers. Um, we get, so I, I still work at AK Steel full time. And, uh, you know, I'll work with a lot of guys. Man, they like beer, but they, they're not necessarily crap beer guys. Right. And they're, they're from this area. And uh, they come in all the time, man. They they drink our beers. They love it. They love um, the two goldens. Yeah, they give me shit at work all the time, you know, about what I'm doing. And uh, then they come in and drink beer with me at night. And so that's really cool. Um, we get a we get a, we got a broad demographic in Middletown of, of you know we've got really like dialed in like craft beer people. We got people that are Bud Light drinkers that come in and like our two goldens. So we, there's a spectrum there. So it's it's been it's been really good. It's it's always interesting to me to see what that beer is that people kind of flock to when they yeah. aren't quote unquote aren't craft beer drinkers. I think that yeah, it's um, yeah, it's going to be two goldens or um, simplicity, yeah, you know, or Middletonian actually is <laughs> going pretty well for a lot of people. So. Um, what's what's on the horizon? What are you guys looking at right now that is getting you excited? <laughs> yeah, also we we have. Um, quite a few things. We have um, three or four bigger events this month that our beer will be out, including Hops and Hanger, and then a few in Dayton. Um, we also have, which we haven't announced it publicly yet, just follow our Facebook page and you can see more. Um, we are super excited for something happening later this month where our beer will be on um, their taps, a grocery store. I'll give you that. I think we're really looking forward to that. We have a couple, probably two to three other really big things we're hoping to accomplish by the end of the year. 
which I think will appeal to people that are hungry. I'll just say that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just follow them on social media. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you guys so far have been really good about keeping people up to date on there. I know that that becomes harder and harder as um, attention is drawn to other places, especially yeah. when you're running on a, on a tight crew like you guys are. But yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, it is, I, I think, and I, I study this the best that I can from, you know, looking at the economics of crap beer and like the Cincinnati area. Um, the demand is there but the supply is really really there and um you know there's like you mentioned there's breweries that are going to be opening that have not even opened right. that haven't even announced it and so um you you know doing something neat really being dialed into like what's going to differentiate you and i've heard you talk about this on the show before and it's true it's like uh our beers are gluten-free there's only 10 in the country that can say that but still to us, it's like, all right, we, that, that's, that's not enough. We've got to, um, we're very unique in our story. Uh, we're going to be very unique in, you know, some of the other things we're going to be doing this later, later this year. Megan, we're, we're working hard on canning. We've been getting asked a lot about. I didn't know if I was supposed to tell well, her. Well, that's so. okay. <laughs> uh, people have been asking us about canning beer. Like, literally uh, since people reopened. So. Literally, you know, in, in uh, 10 nines, what you're drinking, two goldens, people, you know. We're working hard towards that. We're not going to release any dates or projections on that, but you know, it's a, a part of your components. Tap room part of it's you know how are you going to distribute out, and it's like are you going to bottle or can, and if so, you know what's that going to look like? It's you know you're probably not going to go take over uh, some grocery store. It's just it's just very competitive. So right, I think a lot of it's how you that. treat people. Like yeah. we literally, you know, we preach this to our employees. Like you know, just treat people good, interact with them. And I think in today's world where everything is so, um, like, technology-driven, like sitting on a tablet, sitting on a phone, no interaction. And I'm like, we don't want that. Like, we want you to come here and want to talk to us. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to your spouse, your best friend. Like, I, I think so much of the world today is just missing that. And that is a big part of our story, too. Like, you know, I tell our girls. Our events and things that we're yeah. going to do, it's, it's, they're, they're meant to drift. To, to drive, you know, interaction community. between Like, we yeah, want community. to make a big yeah. difference in Middletown, in the surrounding communities, our employees' lives. You know, I'm like, obviously, we're not doing this eight months into it because it's putting money in our, you know, pocket. Like, literally, there is a way bigger reason than just Josh and I being able to brew beer that we can drink. It's... I, I wish more people understood that about craft beer, and I think that craft beer would get a whole lot more of you talk about a lot of those Bud Light drinkers and stuff and I think you would, you would get a lot more of those people quicker if people understood that it's not yes it's about the beer I, you know, we all love to drink beer but yeah. it's 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 much bigger than that like there's this whole other side to it it's not yeah. just about what's in your glass it is I, it's, it, yeah. well and I don't want to you know I'll try to make this really quick because I know we're short on time but we're not short on time it's the internet we can do what we want oh yeah, yeah it's all about <laughs> us so um you know the Hobson Hanger event and what these what these ladies are doing, uh, what what Megan and I are doing with Rolling Mill. I mean, downtown Middletown, and we talked about this before, is a um, it's a different place to do business. But things are happening and things are changing and things are improving and there are people and businesses coming downtown, and it's and it's because 
um, I think people like us have said like we're like community sounds like a catchphrase and you know everybody uses that term right. but like what does it really mean and I think it means a whole lot of self-sacrifice and uh, just doing something for a bigger purpose than yourself and we you know 30 plus percent of our business comes from Westchester and Liberty Township because they're focused on gluten-free and I'm sure we could our, our business in the tap room could be substantially greater if we were in another place like Mason or Westchester or Liberty Township where people are are looking at that kind of diet but at the end of the day that's not really what we're all about I mean we want to bring those people to Middletown we want to uh, you know we want to renew what we see as a once great city and a place where people lived and like lived whole lives you know and, and knew their neighbors and you know their their grandma and great grandpa and you know they were all from here and there's a story there there's a real story here and we're really wanting to well, yeah, I mean, to tap into that. I mean, Megan's a she's a she's a fourth generation. Uh, you know, her going all the way back. Her you know her great great grandparent or grandpa worked at Armco. You know, my great great grandpa worked at Armco. My great uncles, my grandpa, my great grandpa, her grandpa. You know, they all worked here. Our they kids lived can't marry here. from Middletown. Yeah, they. <laughs> and, but there's like a story here, and that you know, and their family came here for work. You know, they didn't come here because it was the cool place to be. Well, they came here to work, and then they stayed here, and they raised the family. And um, that's what a lot of this is all about. It's You talk about, you know, trying to find out what what that means, that word community. And I think that that's, I mean, it's it's different for, for everybody, for every brewery. It's, it's you, you see them kind of, some places don't have it when they open. They don't understand it when they open, and it happens along that journey some places that's how the business is built it starts from that and then it grows around that and it's all these different journeys to figure out that community and like once you once you figure that out that's when the brewery really flourishes and becomes what it's supposed to be and that's you know it's what it's all built around that's that's that that is craft beer craft beer is community and i i think once you once you figure that out it all starts to make sense and you know it's 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 one thing to sit around at a big communal table and drink beer and like that that's it's fun and it looks good in a picture and you know but once you understand it then like that's like somebody shines a light on it and it just becomes very clear and well it makes you more driven to succeed and to do it and it it is it's just well and you look at i mean look at like downtown middletown for example i mean there's all kinds of people interacting and working together who otherwise would never know each other would never work together. Would never. Not because you know, they don't like, like each tr- other. Yeah, just we're, di- you yeah. Know, we're trying people. to work yeah. through things, yeah. and like we have, really at the end of the day, like kind of a, kind of a common goal. We're, we're all familiar with the different lunch tables in high school. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's <laughs> there's different lunch tables <laughs> here. You know, <laughs> there's there may be there. You know, like when you when you walk into a craft brewery, though, those lunch tables kind of start to lead into each other like it becomes like yeah. a mm-hmm. space that you know yeah, these very absolutely. different types of people yes uh what's what's the measure of success for you guys how do you know that you've done something that you set out to do i know um, that's, a, that's a very tough question that's, i i think you can summarize that by saying um when we get to a place that you know we're a sustainable long-term very well-known business that is in Middletown um, and that we also have people who work for us who 
we have treated fairly and honestly and who have stuck with us and continue to stay with us and we look back and say wow this person came when we didn't have a damn thing and we weren't even paying them and they're still here five years down the road um or you know like today our our employee josh had to go to a meeting i had to take a kid to a doctor appointment and our boy sat here literally with our employee for an hour and she kept an eye on them and like that just to me, it just warms my heart. Like, it makes me so happy. Or, you know, they'll come in on their day off to redo our drink board because my handwriting sucks on there. So I'm like, <laughs> can you please come do this? Um, yeah. But just little things like that. And it's like a lot of people just take it for granted. And, and, and there's an economic, sure, there's yeah. an economic component. I mean, don't worry. I mean, Megan and I are dialed into numbers yes. all the time. Uh, very much so. And there's an economic uh, aspect of this that, not because not, not in terms of a money making aspect, but it's like, man, we could do something. You know, Seaball Brewing Company, uh, who went out of business during bro- Prohibition, was right up here on Central. You, you'll drive by where their location used to be. It's uh, it's right down from Blast Furnace Pizza. You know, they they were putting out twenty thousand barrels in nineteen twelve in downtown Middletown, and that's really cool. People worked there. It was a family that lived here, and like that was it you know and there, there's a park right on west middletown and stay but you know and to, to me it's like you know, there's a legacy there unfortunately they went out of business or you know they sold you know due to prohibition but you know it kind of gets back to the george verity uh armco story of a legacy that goes beyond making money i mean you know armco was successful and made a lot of money that was that is awesome and that's very important but there are guys that I work with to this very day who still talk about George Verity who lived two blocks down the street here because of the way he did business and the way he treated his people. And I'm, I mean, I, I literally mean that. I've had a conversation a week ago, you know, and it that doesn't happen right. very well, often. It does now, though. Like, that's, yeah. that's what's so fun is, like, we live in this world now where people can look back at that and see that that created success in its own way and created the community and the things that you want your business to to rally around right and you've got places like you guys that can start up and build this uh build this idea from from the ground up that you you treat people right treat your employees right you treat your customers right you put out a product that people can be proud of and say this was made down the street for me this was this was made by my friends this was made by my family this was you know, this is this is our thing. I, it, I, it starts a whole different. It does start a whole it, different story, and I think, um, I think we're going to see a, a a renewal of local craft breweries, neighborhood breweries, and to me, I'm like, if one day, if a lot of people in this general area, I won't say what number, but they go and pick up a 12 pack of two goldens, and go home and have a barbecue. To me, that's success, you know, because and they're going to be like, oh, we live down the street from the people who make that or started that, you know, that is and in today's world. It's that's extremely hard, you know, in the dollars and cents wise, that's very hard because that's a it's a, it's a low margin product. But it, I think it can be done. Um, Absolutely can be done. You know, over a long period of time. 
Well, and that's what I think too. I think the way we're trying to build our business, I mean, it's not like you get instant success financially. Um, Cause it honestly, like Josh and I are the only, you know, I mean, obviously our family and friends have pitched in and helped and volunteered, but financially it's not like we have, you know, tens of millions of dollars in investments. Like literally right. everything here has been yeah. Josh and I. Um, so it's like you don't have the initial like, woohoo, we're great, we're brand new. Like, I think this will be something like, you know, we pray that it will last long term and succeed that initial like greatness. Well, and, I, you know, I think that craft beer is like a, it's a very, very unique type of business and that, you know, a lot of people will talk about a, a craft beer bubble and that we're getting close to this point where, you know, we're, we've reached saturation. I think it's a load of crap. I think we're getting close. I, and I think that's part of the difficulty when you are opening a craft brewery or running a craft brewery is that as as success starts coming, as people start drinking your beer, expansion, mm-hmm. growing, you, you need a new tank. You want to buy this. You need to buy this. Yes. You got to do. You got to. You got to put money here. You got to put money there. It it, it it doesn't end. It doesn't. You know. You look at you know the Ryan Geis and the Mad Trees of Cincinnati. <laughs> you want to keep putting money somewhere. There is somewhere to put money. Yes. And yes. It, this community will accept whatever you do to keep growing and to keep becoming something else mm-hmm. so far I mean so far from what we've seen there there, there isn't an end to that and uh, people are very interested in what craft beer is doing in Cincinnati as a whole it's it's mind-blowing and it's it's tough as somebody that's trying to direct that ship on on, on gear guys's side you know even even on a scale like this it's 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 very tough thing to kind of guide and to know how to how, yeah. how to grow that the right way mm-hmm. absolutely um what's the response been as far as the craft beer community brewery wise i guess Have you guys heard yeah. from anybody else locally yeah in fact curious um, about what you're doing yeah we've got a we're gonna go down and meet and connect with uh, the folks from uh municipal brew works friday right. we've been kind of playing back and forth with them they've been in touch with us there's uh, are you entering loop. a car in their pinewood derby Oh I would love to. I, wish we had I would time. love to. I, I lost Pinewood Derby in second grade. I'm still devastated over that. So it could be a pickle. <laughs> hey, rolling. Very sleek. Very design. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've uh, the, the the guys at Fig Leaf. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, we our our kids went to the same vacation Bible school, and we you know kind of connected with those guys, and we're working on some stuff that we'd like to partner with them on. And, um, which, even that, and I know this gets outside the, the Dayton beer community is, is so reached out to us. So they've been great. Yeah, that's what our next. Um, we've got a show on the 17th at the Yellow Cab um, up in Dayton. It's a food truck rally. A lot of different breweries there. And then on the, I think it's the 25th, we're doing um, Dayton Ale Fest at the Dayton Convention Center. Right. So we're, like, again, like, you know, and that's what I told the gentleman that reached out to us. I'm like, you know, really, thank you for thinking of us we're really appreciative of it because i mean i'll be honest like with starting a new business and kids and house and you know everything else that just goes into your day i'm like i just don't have enough time to research every little right. thing to get out there well we get i, I, I always I'm, people i think from middletown consider themselves cincinnati i mean whether you I guys know. do or not like we're we're cincinnati but we're still far enough north to where we kind of get to work with the Dayton beer community too, and they've reached out to us. You know, we're 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 farther north than anybody, well, other than Fig Leaf, I think. Uh, we're on that outer boundary, so I we get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, we get the best of both worlds. We'll be at Fig Leaf in like two weeks for oh, a really? show. So oh, good. Yeah. we'll definitely talk about them a lot. About yeah, 
kind of yeah. bridging that that gap between the two cities. Yeah, and they they have been amazing. Yeah, very much so. There's very strong rumor going around that they were bought by Anheuser Busch. I don't know if you guys have heard that. We have. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Are, are you? I'm, I'm sure you'll ask them directly. Yes. I've already asked them directly. It's become just a fun joke at this point. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't. Th- I, I I don't gather that's true. But. I heard too. I was like, what? I think the response I got was, "That's funny," mm-hmm. but yeah, I would take that check. <laughs> yes. It yep. seems easy, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, what do you guys want people to know that you think that they don't already know about Rolling Mill? I think we just don't want the gluten-free aspect of it to steer people away. Like our, you know, our, our, our little saying is, you know, traditional brewing with non-traditional grains. Come try it. We, you know, really do have full confidence, not just because we brew it and own it, like, you'll really like it like there's not a whole lot of a difference at all um try it if you don't like it you don't have to come back i guess well it's so strange to me to think that that would turn people away i mean i I guess it does but it does it seems like to me it like it it just it makes me really curious about it and i want i want to figure it out and i want to understand and i want to you know kind of play around with it in, in in my own mind and it's, it's I think um, I, I don't know. I think we're pretty we're pretty up, you know upfront about what what we're about and what we're doing. Um, we you know if people don't know we plan on staying right here. Um, you know you talk about something like Anheuser Busch or whatever. We we've kind of gone down some of these roads where when you're wanting to grow and you're looking for investors and, and not that by any means Anheuser Busch has offered to buy us out, but there have been some conversations we've circled in about you know uh investments and and, and selling out and um and i'm not trying to make us out to be some sort of heroes or something but we decline those because you know it's not because we have tons of capital and money to to waste but we are absolutely dedicated to this idea of being truly independent truly local truly different i mean you know they you know, we had the you know uh, independent crapper seal. You know, we got certified for that, and that was a big deal because we are truly independent and have no plans or intentions of ever changing that. And um, I think that's a big deal in today's world, where uh, venture capitalists and you know different investment groups. You know, I mean, it's it's out there. I mean, you know, it's if you're doing something really unique and, and in the crap beer world, there's definitely there's any, definitely somebody out there with some money that has a large or has any number of investors there is somebody in that group of investors that is there because they hope that somewhere along the line there's that chance that that brewery is going to eventually sell to someone else and they're going to get money Mm -hmm. that's the nature of investing like that's you know you you know they're not bad people that's just what they're looking for yeah i mean it's but it goes that would go against everything that we're doing, and I think a lot, of, a lot of other brewers and people that are starting out, you know, guys that are walking away from their nine to five because they're working for a company X and they're tired of being this faceless, nameless person contributing, you know, and just just making the widget, you know, and, and they don't want to do that themselves. And you know, if, it, I don't want to be too idealistic about right. it, but I mean, 
you know, it, there's a cost to that. It's going to cost you a lot of time. If three years from now we hear the news that Heineken came in here and bought 49% of Rolling Mill, I will play this back to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I, 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 as, I'm, as I'm sitting here talking this, <laughs> because, I'm like, God, I'm on. Because, you know, Lagunitas, And you can do a podcast and be like, no, yeah, no, we no, sat we there and he said here. that. We've La- had family be like, well, if it's gluten-free <laughs> beer and it's that good compared to what's out there, like, why don't you just sell it? And it's like we don't we haven't spent countless hours of time and our own money with our children literally sleeping in sleeping bags or in, you know, random boxes we've gotten because we're here working and renovating. Right. Not I mean, they do have beds at home. I don't mean that (laughs) way. But uh, I'm like, we haven't done that for no reason. I mean, anybody, anybody can start something. Yeah. Not anybody, but people can start something. And make it really cool, and do a lot of marketing, and have a pro- and, and then turn around, and sell, and make money. And it's like we live in a day and age where I think whether people realize it, and a lot of people do, like they're just kind of like sick and tired of that. You you see places like Sierra Nevada or like Bells or you know places that have been around forever. They're big enough. I'm sure they've gotten phone calls plenty of times from really crazy people that want to spend a crazy amount of money to buy what they're yes. doing. And they still just keep doing, you know, Sierra Nevada, you know, Ken Grossman just went to the brewery that bought his original brew house that he built out of dairy equipment and they mm-hmm. sold it back to him just recently. And now he's pulling it back in and reinstalling no, it I know and going to really do something awesome. like that. Aww. Like there's, there, there is something else about this. And I, you know, not to, not to say you guys are Sierra Nevada, but like, you know, I love their pale ale. I miss it. In a lot of ways, Sierra Nevada, when Sierra Nevada started out, is not that different from what you guys are doing here. And it's, you know, hell, he would probably kill for the system when he started out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) there is something else going on here. And there are a lot of people that are like you guys that are doing this thing for something bigger. And, uh, you know, there there will be those months where. You guys look at each other. <laughs> oh, we've had them. Oh, yeah, we had them. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, how, uh, we've said that many times. I'm like, you know, I'm like, we didn't have this. We could still use the system up above the restrooms. We can still make good beer and drink it. Like, yeah, we don't stay have home, to buy beer have again. our weekends back. And we would have time and, yeah. to drink it. Yes. Yeah, to have time to like, drink it. just, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I think we're just old souls in a yeah. wrong what time. I love, what I love is that on the outside of their building, and I think you have it on the inside. Yes, buy local, invest in Middletown, drink Rolling Mill Brewing Company. And that is their heart right there. And I think it's so cool. And they completely are downtown Middletown. They get the effort, the spirit, the culture that really is taking over this downtown. And they are definitely a cornerstone over here, too. Uh, And downtown is expanding. It used to just be central, and now we're over on first. And it's so exciting to see people this way and well that's they're a huge part of it i i don't have a ton of experience with middletown you know we you know when i was in high school we didn't come to middletown to hang out we didn't you know it was you know wasteland is the way we thought of it you know mm-hmm. and you know I, I know that what what blew me away the the last time that i came here to do a show was driving down through downtown middletown and there were people like out walking around <laughs> and i'm like there's yeah. people. This is this yes. is not this is not the Middletown that I knew yeah. growing up. Growing this up, is yeah. not this is not the Middletown that people told me about. This is not the Middletown yeah. that people write about and people talk about. No. Like this is 
Well, and then the writing and the talking about, you know, when we yeah. get, I, I, I was just on the journal news today, and it gets so old. Pulling up the journal news, and it's like, what if there was something bad that happened in Middletown? It's going to be on the journal. Yeah. And I hate that. You know, I'm not, I'm not, but I just, I, I get really aggravated about that. Um, it, there is a whole other story or things going on or people living here a whole other life. And um, Honestly, what I say to those people is, like, if you want to make a difference, whether it's planting a tree in your backyard, you know, walking down the street, supporting local businesses, starting a business. Like, don't complain about something if you want unless it to be, you're If you want it to, to be different, it. be different. Like, well, just, and it's just like, do, do something it. differently. There's million-dollar neighborhoods where people are still doing prostitution and drugs. Like, it's everywhere. It's, I mean, we're literally in downtown Middletown, good and bad areas within walking distance. And honestly, it's been great. Yeah. All of our customers are great. You know, we've not had. We've had no problems. We've had no problems. I'd say what people believe it's, I mean, we've got thousands of dollars of equipment sitting here. Right. You know, we've never had anything happen. And that's not to say it couldn't because it can happen anywhere. But it's like people like really be more open minded than this. Like, right. It, it can happen anywhere. And they're missing out. Look they at are. what they're missing out on. Yeah, you know, it, this is just one example of cool things going on downtown. And, and back to Hobson Hang, yeah. I mean, what a cool event. And people get to see that. I don't do you know anything about the runway. About the runway? Yeah. <laughs> so, Hook Field. It's the longest. Yeah. In Ohio. The longest. What is it? So, it's it's designated for as a emergency landing spot for Air Force One because it's that big. I didn't know that. Yes. And, um, Sarah you, Palin flew in. Sarah Palin? Yes, yes she did. Back in 2008. She's not still here, is she? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's still over so. to Manchester. It is currently... Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm sad about that. I am too, yeah. That's, we, got, we had our reception there. But, okay. I mean, a great airport. I mean, the guys uh, from Start Skydiving that picked this location, you know, because of, of the airport and the place and the space. And it's just a really cool... And you were talking about the sunsets... It is you've got West Middletown and you know you've got hills and you do have this really cool sunset that you can see from the airport that it's like oh this is this is really awesome and this is in Ohio and it's in Middletown you know so you know the guys back at your your day job are gonna make fun of you for oh they're gonna wear me out oh wear me out (laughs) well yeah I swear guys man the sunset is real beautiful yeah (laughs) well I'll Um, take it on the chin. Anything you guys want people to know about Hops in the Hangar that you feel they don't know? Buy your tickets. Yes. Hopsinthehanger.com. You're going to feel left out. You're going to be really sad when you see all the cool pictures. Yes. And when you're going to miss that sunset. <laughs> you will miss the sunset. <laughs> and literally, I'm like, how, how many times can you go somewhere and get beer from 29 different places at one place? I, That's awesome. I'm, I'm That's impressed. 100%. I'm honest when I say this that I'm impressed with the tap list you guys have built Yay. for a first time event like this because yes. it's you know that's that's a hard hurdle to cross sometimes so yeah I think it's really cool and I mean we had all these breweries came to us um, you know we had some help with our beer rep friend here um, <laughs> but we had so many people inquiring and coming to us so I think we really got something cool here so when breweries are excited the organizers are excited everyone at the airport is excited um i think people are too so we're super excited and and hope that this this is the first year of many it's kind of the perfect environment and it's cool that we are kind of right in the middle between cincinnati and dayton so represent and come see what we're talking about rolling mills will be there 
and look out on Facebook for all the different breweries and Hoppers in the Hangar offering free tickets for different things. Yeah, they, there's been a lot of fun yes. social media posts about ways to, to get tickets. Um, so follow well, them on. What is it, on Saturday? Oh, yeah. I was saying there's a hotel like right off the exit. We had a couple tell me, you know, they got a hotel and an Uber. They lived in Maysville, Kentucky and came here and made it a whole night of it. That's fun. So I'm like, you know, more people need to do it. Ex- do especially you-, you parents that need a kid break. <laughs> what about this weekend for... So I have a question for you. Our our last post on social media for Hops in the Hangar is, what was your favorite beer when you were 21, and what's your favorite beer now? So I'm asking you that. Were when you I, drinking Natty Ice at 21? No, or? I mean, yes, but no. So I was... <laughs> 21 I was, or like Oh, 15. no, that was a yes. Yeah, that was like 15. <laughs> no, I, so I, I grew up in a very exciting time as, as far as a beer drinker. When, when I was 21, we had mount carmel like we had okay. we mm-hmm. had craft beer so i was the weird kid that brought the cooler to the party with growlers of mount carmel in it so mount carmel nut brown has a very uh very close place to my heart because that's what i drank in college but um i as far as what's my favorite beer now i can't there's it just depends on the day right now this pilsner but um <laughs> you ask me tomorrow it'll be something else you can ask me on friday with something else but um, That's the perks of your job. Uh, well, the, the <laughs> it, well, it's it's hard because like you, we talk about how many breweries there are in Cincinnati. Nice. It, like, there, when I go home tonight, I'll probably crack open a beer. I'll sit down and watch some TV. I have a lineup of beers that I just I have to get to. Like, I have to try this. I have to try this because I haven't had it yet. It's yeah. sitting in the fridge, and I have to try it. And you don't get those go-to beers anymore for somebody like me. You know, it, it's just. I'm the same and way. You're, you're, you're rolling through stuff up. you yep. haven't had before. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different type of experience. But for the first part, not Carmel up Brown. That's All that was right. my favorite beer That's at 21. That's too cool of an answer. I like Zima. There's some we, really Zima. funny wow. stuff we, on there. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, whoa. I did. From the past. I did drink some Zima the other day. <laughs> did you? Yeah. So we. Um, that goes along was, with sunsets. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> in, in your white claws. We. <laughs> no, we we. My, my in-laws have um, a big swimming pool with a big deck with a tiki bar, and we go up there almost every single weekend and have, you know, just a big pool day. That's our that's our weekly vacation to get away from everything else. Mm-hmm. And my wife bought Zima at the store because she thought it was fun. So we built, we built a big 90s playlist, and we all drank our Zimas by the pool, and it was... It was Listen to Counting Crows. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it was, yep. Chumbawamba. Yeah, there's some Chumbawamba, some <laughs> yeah, Spice Girls. <laughs> I just let Aqua Girls, like the Barbie song. Oh, the Barbie. Yeah, I, just, I just let my yeah. kids listen uh-huh. <laughs> to that the other day. Um, I, I have, I have a, a little niece that I think that is now one of her favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best uncle ever. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, I have drinking, drank some Zima recently. Mm. I think I just lost some kind of craft beer cred <laughs> it's okay yeah. I didn't even drink beer went at 21 I was not until I was done having kids I hated beer up until then she kids loves do it now. that to you right <laughs> yeah, yeah it's parenting things easier you can drink some beer yeah. because kids yes. um, no matter what I'm drinking if you ask my daughter what's daddy got beer is the answer <laughs> what's funny our kids can like come up to our beer like what are you drinking let me smell it and then they'll tell us which one of our beers we're drinking i've been I, awesome. i've been i've been trying to get her to smell beer when yeah. i but she just the mouth goes open yeah. and she, she sometimes i'll let her dip a finger in but 
Don't report me for that. No, our kids tell people they drink beer. And I'm like, you do not, do not. No, do you not. don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Daddy makes beer. Daddy makes beer. Yes, I'm like, you're going to get us in trouble. Yeah. Um, thank you guys very much for being on the show. Um, pops in the hangar. Yeah, if you come, I'll get you some uh, pickle cotton candy. It'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Sounds so bad, but I need to try it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Uh, Rolling Mill Brewing Company, social media. Um, RollingMillBrewingCompany.com. Is that right? RollingMillBC.com. I was close. Uh, Facebook, uh, Rolling Mill. Brewing Company. Yeah, you'll find us that yeah. way. Um, you'll get most of your up-to-date information on Facebook. Again, I'm not, like, real social media savvy, so. And there's there's links in the show notes. So yeah. click on things, and then there's places to click to get to all your spots that you need to be. Thanks for uh-huh. coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Mm-hmm.